personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lee, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Lauren and Andrew Lieb on the Liebcast. We got such an interesting show today going down. First, we had Perry Grossman talking about Trump's tweet that there's a difference between absentee ballots and mail-in voting, which I didn't understand. And Perry Grossman worked from the ACLU, and he broke that down for us. Then I had Morty Yankovic on, and Morty was talking about political discrimination because, you know, at work, are you afraid to say what you're thinking about if you like Trump or you like Biden or something else? And Morty blew my mind because I don't understand how there's a distinction in our law between public and private employees. It's just way too much for me. It's just way too much. We need consistency. Why is it? Anyway, I'm not going there right now. My blood is going to start boiling. I just want things to be consistent in life. But you know what? We've already had problems. I started off the whole show with the GDP, the worst GDP since the Great Depression. And what's interesting, Lauren, is why is the GDP bad? And it's it's obvious. It's not a Trump thing. If you think it is, you're out of your mind. It What it is is that we close the world. So how can you have product being made when we intentionally close the world? But there's going to be trickle-down effects. And we're going to talk about in the next segment, we're going to get into segment four, we're going to talk about foreclosure, which is the major trickle-down effect. But for now, I'm still on my crisis that we talked about last week. Schools. I don't know if you read this, Lauren. The virus beat us in USA Today. Colleges are increasingly going online for fall 2020 semester as COVID-19 cases rise. This lady, Chris, and this guy, lady, I don't know, Chris is one of those names. You should put a picture when your name's Chris. Chris Quintana writes, online is Miami University in Ohio, West Virginia University, George Washington University, California State University System, Harvard. You got to say it like it's Harvard. Then what we read, Lauren, then what we read is the Chronicle of Higher Education has been tracking the plans for roughly 1,260 colleges throughout the summer. As of Tuesday, about 49% of them said they're on track. That means the rest are. And did you read in the patch? This is crazy. They are saying that there are going to be colleges that perish because of this, because of my the alma mater, virus. My alma mater, Hofstra University, that's where I went to law school. They said, LIU, Adelphi, this corona is changing the world. And last week we asked if it was just good or corona good. I want to get my man Eric File on the line because he has some information to tell us about what's going on in the Hamptons. Hold on, let me grab him. Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lieb. Presents, Presents. Fantastic Hamptons with Eric File. Eric, 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 you are fantastic, and what's going on in the Hamptons is outrageous. Everyone's moving from the city, and I want to understand about what's happening to these school districts. You don't just do fantastic; you run the Independent, and I'm reading articles everywhere about things happening. Tell me. This is the most amazing influx of people we have seen here pretty much since right after 9-11. People coming from out of the city coming to the Hamptons, moving there permanently, leaving the city behind, and everything that was part of life, a big part of which was putting the kids in school. So out here in the Hamptons, there's not a million people going to school. There's not PS1 through 9,000 like they have in Manhattan and all the private schools. 
it's a small community traditionally. So now what's happening is every school district on the island is creating their own plan. That goes up to Governor Cuomo. Early August, he's going to make the decision with the people he worked with there about what plans are going to work for reopening, whether it's partially being remote, partially being in the classroom every other day. There's so many plans that are out there. And in the Hamptons, they've seen in some schools a 300, 400% increase in the number of people applying for schools. Private schools are opening up satellites out there. It's really unbelievable what's going to happen because there are so many kids who need education, obviously, and how are we going to do it and how are they going to fit into the system? Hey, Eric, I heard that 90 new families enrolled in Quag, and before I think they had like 10 kids per grade. How is the schools even going to fit this many kids if we have to go back to school? And Lauren, did you see the plans? I watched some of these. They put up videos on YouTube, and Eric, you got to watch these things. They take the temperature, they ask kids the four questions. It's not it's not like a Passover Seder. The four questions about going into the, uh, the place – they, they say they start off and they say, um, have you ever been around COVID uh, over the last 14 days? Well, my, I have a kid going to second grade. He just wants to pick his boogers. <laughs> like, this is I mean, ridiculous. And that's exactly right. It's an impossible situation. It really is. And I really feel for everybody who's involved in this because they're trying to be safe. They're trying to keep the kids safe, the teachers safe, and then the families at home when both of those groups come back home. How do you do it? Your question, Lauren about how do you fit 90 kids in a space that's meant for 10, they're talking about using outdoor spaces, using athletic fields. Okay, that will work when the weather is warmer, but there's just not the space and the infrastructure for this kind of influx. And we know, like you said, Andrew, kids, there's boogers. They want to be close to each other. Learning is a very close one-on-one tactile experience very often. And how is that plan going to work? How can you rely on people to be safe, test themselves at home with a temperature, with how am I feeling before they go to school? And then the whole question also, as we've seen, of, hey, there are families who both parents now go back to work. The dynamic has been the child goes to school. What do they do if the kid has a little sniffle and they both can't stay home? This is an incredible challenge. And again, we're going to see how do we make a school in the Hamptons go from 20 kids to 60 kids in a class? You know, all I'm thinking right now is people go to the, ta- the Hamptons and they say the taxes are so low because there's not full-time families. They're not sending their children to school. Now all the schools are going to be full with all these families. What's going to happen to the taxes? This is just all things that are going to change the real estate dynamic in the Hamptons. So the world is changing. But what I want you to do is you're going to go, Dan's Papers puts out this great thing and it's called Behind the Hedges. And it's this magazine that tells you all about the real estate of the Hamptons. If you're looking to relocate out of the city and have some space, that's the place to go check it out. Eric, what I'm going to do is I have a guest that I've been keeping on the back line. His name's Morty Yankovic, because what I know is a lot of people are saying to themselves, I watch these plans there. As you said, they're going to, they can't do it on the fields in the winter. They're going to hire their own teacher. So Morty's going to tell us how to do that on their, on, on their own. And we're going to get there right now. Eric, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for joining us for Dantastic Hamptons. Now, more, more real estate investing with Andrew Lieb. Morty, 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 Morty. So, Morty, Morty. Morty. We just had Eric File on, and Eric was talking about how the Hamptons is blowing up, and Lauren's telling us that there's it's going to change the real estate taxes because it's going to have to build more schools or something else. I'm telling you that we were discussing last week, and this has become a topic on Facebook, and people want to know how do I just get my own teacher? 
I don't want to deal with this. I'm terrified of the schools. I don't know if you saw that Cumpswog did a video. It's a school district, Cumpswog, Mount Sinai. And one of the kids dropped their Legos and had to run and grab the Legos. They were like, everyone has their own Legos. I'm, I don't know how this is going to work for elementary school kids. So I get my own teacher. I say to myself, I got two people working. Lauren works. I work. I got a kid going into second grade. I have a little kid that's one, but he don't need a teacher, I don't think, at least, unless he's brilliant. Um, we, need to, we need to get a teacher at our house. And you put on this list on on the blog, on the blog.leabatlaw.com, a five-point plan if I'm going to hire a teacher. Tell me what I'm talking about. So it's a five-point plan, but it's really the five uh, pitfalls to, to avoid when hiring a teacher because you could get sued because the teacher is going to be your employee. So just like any other employee, you have to pay the teacher appropriately. You have to pay her at least uh, $13 an hour, which is minimum wage on Long Island. If the teacher is working overtime, over 40 hours a week, you have to pay her time and a half. You have to give her a notice of pay form at the, at the commencement of her employment or his employment, which goes into um, the, the rate of pay, the regular pay day, and the overtime rate. And even if you're doing all that and paying them properly, you could still potentially get sued if you're not tracking the, uh, the teacher's hours. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So the first point, though, that you're making on your five-point plan to hire a teacher legally is that there's rights for a domestic worker. And they have rights Correct. about minimum pay. They have rights about overtime. They have rights about minimum work week. They have rights about getting forms. And if you don't do that right, you're going to get sued for a lot of money. And then you're saying me yes, is point sir. number two is tracking. What does that mean? Are, are we going to chip them? <laughs> no. so it, you it, can't take it, them to it, the it local employed, vet? An employer is required to uh, track the hours of, uh, of all of its employees. So even if you're paying your employee, in this case the teacher, the correct amount of wages, if you don't have records showing that, um, that th this, uh, the employee, the teacher, worked those amount of hours, the teacher can go say, oh, no, I worked, uh, I worked 60 hours this week, not, not 30, and the, and the court would say, okay, employee, where are your records? And if they say, I don't have the records, well, then they're going to believe the teacher, and then you're going to have to pay all those damages. Got it. Number three is workers' compensation insurance. Tell me about that. So in, in, uh, in New York State, um, if you have a, uh, a domestic worker who works under 40 hours a week, you technically don't need uh, to have workers' compensation insurance, but I would highly recommend that you do get the workers' compensation in case there's a on-the-job injury. And that's what workers' compensation insurance does. It protects you and, frankly, protects the uh, the teacher in this case if there is an on-the-job injury. Morty, I, I'm running low on time, and they're about to boot us for a commercial. Can you just give me points four and five, and then what we're going to do is we're going to steal you. We're going to make you stay after the break. We're going to bring you back after the break, and we're going to flesh these out a little more because I, I'm getting like these bumps coming up on my arms. You are giving the five-point plan to do this legally, and we haven't even got into the zoning yet. You're just talking about the employment law. What are points number four and five? Number four is potential liability for COVID exposure, how to mitigate against potential exposure if the teacher gets COVID. There's lawsuits and, already on that. And then what's number yeah. five? Use of a nanny cam. So Morty has this five-point plan to do employment law if you're going to have a teacher at home. If you're moving out, if you're staying in the city, if you're going around the country, you better listen to Morty. We're going to be right back after the break and give you Morty's five-point plan. Stay with us. Have you ever dreamed of owning a rental property, flipping a home, opening a successful business? This 
is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee.